Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ah! And it's our town now. And as the boys make a return to the what do you call it? The negative verse? The, ne- the, the negative zone. The shoot zone. As we decide to come down to IZW and you got lights, camera, fraction taking over AZ, of course, because I said it's going to be something that we're going to do. Gino. <laughs> Was good. Was good. Lights, camera, faction are undefeated in Arizona. We ain't lost. Nah. And now, we about to make sure that our boy Watson ain't taking any more L's from you ungrateful losers out here. Ain't that right, Watson? Isn't that right? I felt very slighted by those imbeciles. Ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I can't fathom it. And you know what? I'm glad y'all are here. We're glad we're here. Because it's about time that people see the people of Arizona, the imbeciles, the oi polloi. It's about time they see that it's faction. Which way? Which way? The four kings of the wrestling universe just took over Arizona, and it's gonna be that way until we say otherwise. <laughs> Everything is only temporary. The lights care of factions, brother. Hallelujah. Cut the check. Cut the check. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? 
TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself. Ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style. Here, hosting another episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, I am your host, Miranda Morales, being joined by my thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I mean, look, I know we've had a little bit of a, a hiatus. Just a we've week. had a few weeks. Just a, a week. It feels like forever. Uh, but it might have been. No, it might be a couple. But two, yeah. It was, a, I think, two weeks. Two you weeks. You might have missed two. Yeah. Miss, miss two, yes. Uh, but yes, I am here with my co-host, the kingpin of thechairshot.com, the unstoppable one. And if you didn't know, he's a wrestling promoter, Greg DeMarco. Enough is enough! I- Wild card, bitches! The enough is enough part could be its own soundbite. I just realized that. Yeah. We just invented another soundbite. Yes. You invented another soundbite, which is kind of, again, the invention part of your button bar problem has really passed. That ship has sailed years ago, uh, almost at this point. Uh, But, you know, we're coming up on three years in January. It's true. That's crazy. It's crazy. Three years. Well, no. You actually. Well, uh, three. We, We've already passed the friendship anniversary. Yes, yes, yes. That and we missed that one this time around, but that's just going to be like yes, um, yes. No, the idea came in January. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. And yes. then the implementation was a little bit March. later, but yeah, coming up on on three years. Just the fact that it's three years. Holy crap! Holy crap! Uh, but it's still, you know, speaking of kind of staples, this week's hashtag Miranda show is one of the favorites that I love to do every few months. It is our impact zone IZW review. This time we are going to be reviewing fully legal that happened on Saturday, November 20th. In, at uh, Scottsdale Studios in Scottsdale, Arizona, celebrating IZW turning 21 years old. A little bit delayed because, again, we are now, by the time you hear this, would be uh, December. Just, uh, you know, a little. It's uh, still past. only 
11 days since the show took place. And Still only 11 days. We yes. had Thanksgiving. I yeah. mean. So time froze. There was no time. It didn't count. It yes. Didn't count. Uh, but one of my favorite shows to do, because as a lot of people know, if you've listened to the show before, both Greg and I are part of IZW in different roles. We love independent wrestling. IZW is a, a huge part of our friendship, of uh, our dynamic, of our support of independent wrestling, and being able to take an episode to highlight the show, let fans know what they missed, give a little bit of behind the scenes of what's happened in IZW, a little peek behind the curtain, and really let you know more about Impact Zone Wrestling as a promotion is honestly just a a favorite of mine. So I'm very excited for today's show to go over this with Greg DeMarco, who, as you may know, is a wrestling promoter specifically for IZW. So we talked about peeling a bit behind the curtain. You get that exclusive information from the man himself, Greg DeMarco. Uh, And spoiler alert, he celebrated 21 years of IZW in a big way. We will get to that. Okay. A very big way of getting into that, of how Greg celebrated 21 years of IZW. But you know, as we mentioned- funny. I just want to go back. We get to do this four times a year, right? Yes. We get to do this show four times a year. And and I don't even remember. Oh, if some people had their way, we'd have to do this a lot more often. But it's, yeah. it's yep, four times a year well, we get to do this episode. And, and it's a lot of this fun. is the episode I hear the most feedback about, you know, whether, and especially from local good fans, from, yes, good and bad, uh, from uh, talent, all of that, because it's really embracing you know, a product, uh, a company that is near and dear to many people's hearts. It's being able to really, we don't have a lot of formats to talk about, you know, the events happening at local shows as well and the perspective that we provide to it. It is very much both an analytical and storyline kind of driven conversation. Um, and it's just, it's just what the justice that IZW deserves when we have a discussion and conversation about this. So I know people are clamoring to hear about our thoughts, this review, this rundown of IZW. And if you missed it, we're going to let you know what's happening, what is up with IZW and get you ready for Monster. Yes, Monster returns with IZW returning in 2022. That is going to be Saturday, February 26th at Scottsdale Studios. And so we're going to let you know too what to expect at Monster. But tickets are available now for uh, Monster uh, through IZW's social media pages, which Greg will let you know in just a few moments. Uh, But Monster is this annual event where really it sets the tone for the entire year of IZW, as we'll also discuss how Monster impacted really this year in IZW and the events of Fully Legal. But Greg, where can our listeners find IZW on social media and online? So the best places to go, obviously, are at IZW Wrestling AZ. That is the address on all of your forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, You can find us there at IZW Wrestling AZ for Arizona. You can go to IZWWrestling.com. It's always the last thing to get updated because nowadays less people use that than social media. Um, but even before it's updated, the link to the general ticket link is, is always there, which will then list any events that are on sale, which is where you'd find the listing for Monster 2022. So head on out there, get your tickets, and we'll talk about more, more about it later. But yeah, it's, it's 
Monster special. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Monster's yes. always going to be special for reasons that weren't even planned. But yeah, it'll mm-hmm. always be special. And while you're at it, you can go ahead and follow us on social media. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. But hey, if you want to follow someone on Twitter, you can follow uh, Greg DeMarco at ChairShotGreg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as the ChairShot at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So before we jump into our review of IZW Fully Legal, you know what time it is. We got to sell some shirts. We got some merchandise to tell you about, which not only supports thechairshot.com, but IZW. So, Greg, can you do me a little tiny NC-WNC favor? I can. Good. Uh, I'm going to need you to wind it up. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and ChairShot.com t-shirt. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs available for you. Yes, you, just you well, and everybody else. But t-shirt designs of various, uh, you know, logos, colors and styles yes you can customize your t-shirt for just a few extra dollars you can order any t-shirt in soft style so you can rep the chairshot.com and izw in style and in comfort and for those of you looking to purchase an izw t-shirt a custom that happens at every show is that if you are wearing an izw t-shirt and event you could possibly win tickets to a future show the next show of IZW. So it's an investment in it of itself. If you buy a t-shirt, you could easily win tickets for a future show, saving you money and making you look good. So what are you waiting for? Of course, we have great t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot, including chair shot worldwide, the new chair shot linear t-shirt, as well as IZW linear t-shirt. Everybody hates Greg and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt all available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. So use this opportunity right now. Go ahead and make good life decisions by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So... IZW fully legal, IZW turning 21 years old, a very historic night as we will go through acknowledging the past of IZW, uh, really living the present and the future of IZW all in one place. Uh, this show started off as usual with our show. Something that is very unique to IZW is a VIP show. And it's not just a VIP match. It is not just a pre-show match. It's not just a dark match. It is a whole mini show within VIP, which is something that, again, more bang for your buck 
with IZW with our VIP matches. But before we get into that, this show, as well as many IZW shows, wouldn't be possible without the sponsors. So I just want to give a big shout out to some of the sponsors of IZW. That includes Big Lip Radio, the marquee sponsor of many of these shows. Uh, 3D Sports Cards, the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center, Raw Deal Indie Card, and Pete's Pool Service all contributing to the success of IZW Fully Legal. Um, and the food provider, not that, you know, we, it doesn't really matter at this point because they're not providing food at this moment, which would be actually really cool. But they will be. If they did. They will be. If, if they provided food right now for this show, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they provided show like food while we recorded the show, that would have been cool. But they are going to be at Monster, and that's Jordan and the big swinging wiener cart. Um, with their new expanded menu. So we take care of you at IZW. We give you a show and a half, plus some great sponsors, plus an awesome food vendor. So again, IZW treats you right, including the new home at Scottsdale Studios. Before we get into the VIP matches, I do want to just briefly talk about this new location, an amazing setup, a much bigger venue. Greg, just uh, just some brief thoughts about the the new home of IZW at Scottsdale Studios. And before I do that, uh, being the guy behind this stuff, I, I have to give that echo that shout out to our sponsors. It, it's they do make it possible. They, they do allow us to do so much more with these events, and they are a huge part of our success and a huge part of everything that we do. You know, Big Love Radio was the first one, and, and they've been there um, since the beginning, just like the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. And then more sponsors have come on board with Rodale IndyCard and, and now uh, 3D Sports Cards. And then, of course, even, even the Big Swing of Wiener, like, yeah, they're, they're a food vendor, but – um, they, they also act as a sponsor as well, along with Pete's Pool Service, which of course is, is fronted by our own Pete the Heat. So it's 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 part of the IZW family. The sponsors fit that dynamic of the IZW family. They don't just show up and, and pay a fee and be a sponsor. They're they're a part of everything that we do, and I get to talk to them all on a, on a very constant basis. So very very important part of what we what we do. The Scottsdale Studios was an interesting development. And, and one that, that I'm super excited about. And, and, you know, I guess in the first instance of pulling back the curtain, we were looking at that for 2022 and, mm-hmm. and moving to that venue in 2022. And then, um, things were kind of in a constant state of change with the Sun Studios and, and even leaving Grand Prix kind of knew that some things could change and, and was expecting to hear what I ended up hearing from them. Um, and it wasn't that they didn't want us there anymore or anything like that. They definitely wanted us there. Um, but, but they, they wanted to make it a little more difficult. And so, uh, took advantage of the opportunity to move to Scottsdale studios earlier. And, and, and like you said, the it's, it's, I didn't even see the building the day before. Um, business partner did see it before that and and so we knew that it would work but getting in there the day before just got me so excited because seeing the stage and and messing around with the lights were going to be just everything figuring out where to put the ring for the lighting and and all that stuff and just knowing with the expanded room that we had and and the different types of seating that we had at our disposal um i just knew that we had a lot of great opportunities to do just to step it up a little bit and, and and also you know 
it's 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 kind of like when you're on a plane and and you've got that cramped up seat but then you get the seat with the emergency exit and you get a little more leg room that's kind of yes. what this felt like right we had very some true. more leg room at the uh, at the Scottsdale studios and so very very excited about that it's really funny too because the, the place is huge like like we can't you know use the can't whole think. thing right now but so so i get there you know we're setting up and and there were some setup challenges like when i arrived i don't usually have to do this but i like made everybody change everything when i got there um not everybody two major things had to change and and one was where the production was and one was some of some of the seating stuff because there were just certain things we need to have and certain things need to be in place but then our great sponsor big lip radio they set up in like the far back corner of the building like a hundred yards away from anything and I remember going back there and being like, hey, y'all want to move a little bit closer. Like, like this is, you don't want to be all the way back here. And, and so we ended up getting, you know, having them, giving them the ability to move move closer and, and get their setup there. And, and that definitely worked and worked out for them. And that kind of set the stage for where everything was. The thing about the Sun Studios was that all the merchandise, Big Lip Radio set up, everything had to be in the hallway outside of the the show. So no, none of those people could see the event itself. And, and that kind of stunk for our sponsor, not be able to see the event. They would peek in and do things from time to time, but they're also recording and, and doing stuff that met what they wanted. And now everybody can be a part of everything and, and see all of that. And it was, it was to everybody's advantage. Um, having the locker rooms the way we did, having a stage that even had some lights on it. There's some TVs that we're going to make use of in the future. Now that we sort of figured out that part of the technology and, and just the sheer size of it, we had more people at this event than we've had at any other IZW event because we could fit them. And the thing about the Sun Studios was that we just couldn't fit any more in there. Like I would, you know, even when we were doing COVID seating and and I had to reduce capacity, I'm not real good at telling people no when they want to buy tickets. It's it's just kind of counterintuitive it's true. to, I've to seen running it. a business. Yes. So people are, yeah, you lived it the last one. And, and so when people are like, oh, can I get some tickets? And we're sold out. And I'm like, okay, we'll figure it out, right? We'll figure out a way to get people in. That's just part of the IZW family. And, and this time around, we didn't have that problem. Uh, you know, I didn't get to be like, hey, we're sold out like I've done in the past because there wasn't really a number to that this time. Mm-hmm. And whereas there was in, in the past, uh, we could have held three times as many people as we held at, at the Sun Studios if we really wanted to. And, and so to be able to do that and, and have far more people than we've been able to have in the past definitely made it a, a more exciting environment. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about the building, which was something that was very, very noticeable for a lot of people, was the sound. Um, the sound acoustics are very different. The Sun Studios mm-hmm. is a is a studio in, in, in different kind of studio than the Scottsdale Studios is um, in the sense that it's designed to where a sound doesn't echo. And, and so there's, there's literal curtains on the walls that absorb sound and everything. And so from a sound perspective, it was very different. That was readily apparent from the first match of the night during fully legal. It was like, okay, this is, you know, the, the sound is going to be much more appreciated the way it reverberates off the roof and, and everything. It just was, was sounded more like a wrestling event needs to sound and something that really, really jumped out at me right away. And I think the wrestlers liked having, the stage to enter on as well. I know they did. A lot of them talked about it. So just a lot of little things here and there that, that some things big, some things little, but the Scottsdale studios overall, a tremendous win for us and, and moving forward for the future of IZW kind of the next step as we step up our production with video stuff. Also having this venue 
makes it uh, makes it a lot better. It just felt more like indie wrestling. Was what yes. a comment I got from a lot of people. It really, really did. I think it was a fitting way of going into the next chapter of ICW. With that, let's start off with the VIP matches. Our very first VIP match was Lilith Grimm versus Gem- Gemini. Uh, originally advertised for this match was Maserati. She was unable to make it uh, to the show. And so Lilith Grimm stepped in her place against Gem- Gemini like Chaparita. Uh, this one, I mean... Gem Gemini is definitely a spitfire. Her stature is small, but she is mighty. Really against a very, you know, dark is, is you know, just one word to describe Lilith. Somewhat mysterious, very brutal, uh, but, you know, someone with a lot of great strength in her. Uh, this was a true test for Gem Gemini, who ended up uh, coming on top with this. Maybe by not necessarily the most honest means, but when you're someone that small, you really have to take advantage of, of every opportunity in the ring. But it also felt something from different than we saw from Jim um, from past shows as someone who's very much a spitfire, lots of energy, but not someone I would have exactly imagined uh, taking different means to win this match. Um, but with that said, I think that also set the tone too for, again, the future of IZW, especially the women's division, which really continues to, to grow and flourish. Yeah, the women's division is something that, that I'm super proud of. We had three total women's matches scheduled for this show. Maserati not being there, uh, she had a great opportunity to to mm-hmm. work with Impact Wrestling in Las Vegas, and it's never something that we would turn turn away and, and mm-hmm. something that, that we want to support and, and be fully a part of. That gave Jim the opportunity to issue a little bit of a challenge. It was answered by Lilith, and yeah, she kind of surprised some people by you know using the ropes and, and not yep. what we're used to seeing out of Jim Jim and I, but... You know, by any means necessary. That's what that's what she pulled, and and she got the victory. And it's not the last we're going to see of those two, but um, yeah, definitely set the tone for the night. And we're not afraid to to let you know women set the tone for the night. We're not afraid to 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 cart them out there. They're both part of the family, and and really well. And, and Lilith was beyond excited, even though she worked twice. Like having to miss the last event where she was going to work twice with with the showcase, and then the the show. Um, she was absolutely thrilled to, to be able to do this. And, and when I reached out to her about it, about the second portion, uh, the one the VIP, she was super excited about that as well. And, and yeah, it just worked out, worked out for the best. Yes. Up next on our second VIP match, we had a six man tag that included uh, the team of Jay Smooth, Akira Gonzalez and Enrique Delgado versus the, at least the trio that you heard a little bit earlier on in the intro, the team of Frescomatic Action Braxton and Ice Williams, better known as Lights Camera Faction, making their debut uh, at IZW. Um, we are going to be talking a lot more about them later on, but this is the introduction of Lights Camera Faction to IZW and the IZW family against three up and comers um, in J Smooth, Akira Gonzalez, and Enrique Delgato. Uh, Lights Camera Faction with the win. I mean, Look, it's hard to deny the chemistry and the teamwork that Lights Camera Faction bring to the table. They have been together now for over a year. 
their chemistry is insane and combined their experience can't beat uh, that of this trio of Jay Smooth, Akira Gonzalez and Enrico Delgado. I mean, if, if anything, there was some impressive uh, moments with uh, this kind of up and coming team. Uh, but at the end, you can't beat chemistry and you can't beat experience. And really lights camera faction is a smooth operating faction you know they do so much together they travel together uh, my first introduction to lights camera faction is off of their home base in las vegas at fsw and they just kind of continue to take the west coast by storm really making a strong appearance and introduction debut really at fully legal and well, like you said, we'll, we'll talk more about them later. Um, so I'm almost going to talk about them a little bit separately from from the event. But this this debut is something that's actually been in the works for a while. And the thing of it, it was a, it's a lesson in patience. We could have debuted Lights Camera Faction earlier this year very easily, and and the opportunity was there, and that door was open, but. It didn't make sense as much as I would have loved to have had them as much as people were, were hoping we would bring lights, camera faction in. I literally had people thanking me for bringing them to IZW because they are such a good fit. Um, it, it just made sense, but it made, it needed to make sense when we did it. We, we, we needed to make mm-hmm. sure that it was done at the right time because we are a storyline driven promotion. And, and this was definitely the right time. I behind the scenes, they are fantastic. And what really jumped out at me was, was, you know, I've never gotten to meet any of them outside of Watson, of course, in person until November 20th. And they, they know their stuff. They even know, like, like they knew me. And then there's one of the conversations like, this is, we've known you for this long. We've never been able to work with you, like that sort of thing. And then to be able to do that here was great. And, and, you know, because of the success you've talked about over the past year, that brings with it a certain level of hype and a certain level of expectation. And that they, they fulfilled it. They fulfilled yeah. it. And as we mentioned, we are going to talk more about Lights, Camera, Faction a little bit later on the show because timing is everything. And I think the timing of Lights, Camera, Faction appearance uh, and debut at IZW is no coincidence. Absolutely uh, not. Not no coincidence whatsoever. Up next, we have our loser leaves town match. Uh, it was a tag match with uh, the magic man Johnny Rocks and Agula against Dr. Beaver Las Vegas and uh, uh, um, Mike James, uh, Miracle Mike James. And so, with that, I mean, talk about history. This has been you know, brewing for the past year. I'm really started off between Aguila and Mike James, then Johnny Rocks and Dr. Beaver Las Vegas got involved, which reignited some old feuds and feelings within IZW history. And this was set up at the last IZW show. Essentially, you know, they, these men cannot be in the same company. So Commissioner Adrenaline set this match up with the loser leaving IZW forever. Now, the stipulation of this match was the loser of the pinfall. 
So it wasn't the losing team. It was the person who ended up eating that pinfall uh, would leave IZW forever. And the person who ended up losing that fall was the magic man, Johnny Rocks. Really uh, a 20 plus career career or a very long extensive career in IZW now done um, at the hands of Dr. Beaver Las Vegas and Miracle Mike James. Yeah, and it's interesting because I can tell you, knowing and, and having talked to Johnny, um, pretty much does it for him in the world of pro wrestling as well. Like he's done, and 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 with this, ICW was the only thing he was doing in wrestling, and now it's done, and he's not going to be a part of it anymore. This literally started at Proving Ground in October of, <laughs> of 2019. So uh, when when Aguila cheated to beat Miracle Mike James in their first match, and it just grew from there, and it's been going on for two years, and. Like you said, adrenaline had enough of it, needed it to come to an end, and now it's over. And now all four parties kind of going in, in off in different directions. And, um, and we'll see exactly where that leads everybody down the road, except for Johnny Rocks. We won't see where that leads him because he's done. Yes, very true. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that as you celebrate the future and the presence of IZW, this was a moment in recognizing the past and someone who's contributed really everyone in there. I know Aguila's the newest addition to IZW, but between uh, Johnny Rocks, Miracle Mike James and Dr. Beaver Las Vegas, you know, considered part of of one of the earlier classes of IZW. And there was, again, a lot of history brewing, a lot of tension, but ultimately all four men cannot be in ICW at the same time. Uh, and this was uh, a falls, well, this was a, a no DQ match. So weapons were used, the utilization of a trash can. So they really left it all out in the ring. So uh, a, a big moment for all four gentlemen and, you know, a, a way to say goodbye to Johnny Rocks um, with Dr. Beaver Las Vegas and Miracle Mike James becoming victorious in this. Our VIP main event match, as we talk about saying goodbyes, is another hello, a debut. Uh, Jacob Austin Young uh, debuted against Bryce Saturn in the VIP main event. Uh, Jacob Austin Young, I mean, he has wrestled internationally and has been a staple in the state of Arizona. One half of Death Proof, which is a multi-promotional tag team championship or champions um, against, again, a, a younger talent, someone who just recently made his debut with IZW in Bryce Saturn. Jacob Austin Young is someone who really doesn't differentiate or, or has any prejudice against newer versus younger or older talent. He brings it in a hundred percent every time in the ring. Bryce is still really, I think, learning uh, about himself in the ring, but also is feeling much more confident. Every time he gets into the ring, you see this extra level of confidence in who he is and his abilities. And really, for someone who hasn't been with IZW that long, really put up an oppressive fight um, against Jacob Austin Young. Uh, what it still sees, and maybe I don't know if this is still somewhat of the level of inexperience or just more concern about look or miscommunication too, was specifically his, his glove was something that um, the referee had some concerns about. 
And I don't know if there was something within the way that he utilized the glove or had his glove where the referee, again, this could be also a a level of uh, inexperience or just, you know, um, something with maybe a, a more seasoned veteran would handle himself a little bit differently, but the referee had concerns about the glove, which ended up causing enough of a distraction uh, for Jacob Austin Young to land um, a small package for the win. Uh, but this match in itself really showcases again the rise of this newer talent, but also debuting people who we've seen, you know, throughout uh, even the West Coast and in Jacob's instance as becoming more well known for his you know, tag team work. Still an amazing singles competitor, um, but I think with this too, with Bryce is, is this interesting mix of confidence and growth in the ring but still kind of balancing it out with you know maybe kind of figuring out who he is yeah bryce made his izw debut back in may and and did so against mercury aiden a 20-year veteran of of the business and that's something that izw is about we talked about that for that event he then picked up the win in in august and and did so um at full or at uh grand prix excuse me and did so in a multi-man match, beating out three other people, which was exciting for him. Now getting back in there a one-on-one. And I think a lot of people expected this, especially with Jacob Austin Young making his debut, um, to be another moment for Bryce Saturn. But it was, yeah, that glove. You know, gloves in pro wrestling have often been linked with cheating, with loaded gloves and uh, and, and always providing a challenge for opponents and, and think – the referee knew that. I, I think Jacob Austin Young was able to play into that as well. And it did ultimately lead to the demise of um, of Bryce Saturn. It was even all the way up until until the end of it. Um, and then, yeah, like that, that the, the roll-up you talked about, I mean, I've never seen somebody turn a backslide into a roll-up the way that Jacob Austin Young did. And I've been doing this stuff for, you know, watching wrestling for over 30 years. So very excited about that. Very excited to bring Jacob Austin Young into IZW. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually originally part of the plan for August. And and what we weren't able to do that just because of, of his availability, he was originally going to be part of the Nothing to Lose uh, showcase with John Wolfgang, and that didn't happen. And so uh, delayed a few months, but got the opportunity to bring him in IZW and excited to have him continue with us. And, and he will continue with us even at Monster and, and beyond. So very, very excited about that. He does have a lot of reputation as being a tag team wrestler, but I'm excited for him to come into IZW on his own. He's not coming mm-hmm. in IZW as a tag team wrestler. He's coming yeah. in. And I think that's something he's excited about as well because he believes in his abilities and uh, and has that confidence, and now he gets to prove it, and he's off to a great start, not just because of the result of a wrestling match, um, but, but because of the performance that he delivered. Also, to kind of, you know, my role in all this um, – this match, the agent for this match, because because we have people that are assigned to all of our matches in in Derek Pizzatoro. This was his first match solo as an agent, and mm-hmm. I got to watch it with him and and just seeing him, the level of detail that he knew and and, and know what was coming and where he was, um, such not something that that you necessarily would know was there. And, and very yeah. excited about that, Derek. Uh, has an opportunity to work in, in through security functions for All Elite Wrestling uh, on a lot of their events. And so he's got different exposure and really such a great contributor, not just in the ring. And IZW, which we'll talk about later, is, is now going to be on hold for a little bit uh, because of an injury, but also backstage and working with the younger talent. So 
Uh, very excited about that. I thought it was a perfect place to put him, and, and he delivered as well. So all around, this match is, is something to be proud of, not from just what you saw in the ring, but really all three of the involved parties in general. Yeah. Really, really big. Something I'm really happy with. Yeah. And that's also one of the special things about IZW. I mean, this was a four card. Let's go back and just double check. One, two, three, four card VIP event. So again, for VIP, buying that ticket, go, having that extra experience, having your own mini show of matches exclusive to VIP, being able to see talent debut, being able to see matches that you don't see anywhere else is a very special thing. And again, this I really felt like was the right main event for the VIP um, with the debuting Jacob Austin Young with Bryce Saturn getting this because this is truly going to be a pedestal for him, you know, pun intended a, a little bit with the emperor uh, persona that he has a stepping stool for him for bigger and and better things but i do think again you know who he is as a wrestler is something that we are still learning and i think for him too i think you know jay got into his head a little bit as well and the experience of jay really leveraged him in those moments where you know uh, Bryce knew what he was doing. Bryce knew about his glove and it was okay. But I think just the, the seeds of doubt that were planted by Jay and the referee caused the distraction enough to, to keep Bryce off of focus. So uh, very interested to see what's going to be happening again with, with Jay, Jacob Austin Young um, is part of IZW and Bryce Saturn continuing uh, to become part of the IZW family and ultimately, you know, seeing his rise within the ranks of IZW with it. That is the end of our VIP uh, event. And we start our main show. One thing that I just personally wanted to highlight and really think and acknowledge was a 10 bell salute that we did at the beginning of the show. Um, And that was for someone within the Arizona wrestling community who passed away um, earlier this year, someone who's attended IZW shows, which was the last time that I remember seeing this person was at an IZW show. And that's Brian DeBoard, who is a independent wrestler in Arizona, also known, uh, better known really as the Yeti, a tall, tall man who is incredibly kind and had an amazingly heart, big heart as big as he was, someone who supported Arizona wrestling for years and did that as a wrestler, but as a fan. And we honored him with a 10 bell salute um, at the beginning of the show. And it was something that I really appreciated being able to do um, just not only as uh, the announcer, but as just someone who uh, was able to interact with him over the years as someone that appreciated uh, his love of wrestling again, from both the wrestling perspective as a, as a wrestler and as a fan and something that is not, Meant to, I know some people will look at, oh, you're just, you know, kind of saying those things as a way to kind of bring up IZW and, and try to give the rub to IZW. But um, the fact that, you know, it was done with people in the audience that really cared and loved him a lot um, and giving them that opportunity to acknowledge and honor him. I think if he was still around, he would have been at that show because um, that was just something that we would see him be a a part of so that's again something that makes just 
the event as, as somber as it was to do a, a great celebration of someone who really made a large impact within Arizona wrestling. It was, it was important for us to do that. It didn't have a large impact and, and, and it's not done. It's not checking a box when we do something yeah. like that. And and we don't do it all the time. Like, like there's certain situations where it's not done. Um, certain things that came up and people were like, should we do it for this person? Should we not do it for this person? But this Brian had a tremendous impact on a lot of people. Um, and if you're not sure about that, go look up um, Katie Davis, who's our sound person in, in IZW and does a great job there. She recently shared a text exchange with, with Brian before he passed away. And, and that just shows you again, a lot of what, what he meant to a lot of people and, and her being one of them. And, and, you know, she knew about that ahead of time and something we talked about. And so, um, yeah, it, it was, it was very important to me putting the show together and, and something that was a no brainer and, you know, had to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a wonderful video tribute to him um, that was put together by another Arizona wrestler, Chris Evans. Um, on his YouTube page, he put together a wonderful tribute video um, that has some great highlights of Yeti. So if you aren't familiar with him, don't know who he is, uh, visit Chris Evans' YouTube page because he has uh, a great tribute video for him um, that should be watched because it highlights just the, the amazing feat of his size, but also his dedication to wrestling. Um, and that was just important for me to say. I I am personally never been good with, with death. Um, it's a weird subject for me. I don't talk about it a lot. Um, and it's you know, when I've seen people pass away, it's not something I, I mentioned because it's such an odd subject. It's, it's just something that I, I've never been that good with, but yeah, there's no right the moments, way. I, no one yeah. Can, there's no, yeah. There's no right um, way or wrong way. Yeah. So. But it's IZW is really a family and acknowledging um, his, his presence there um, was a beautiful way to start the show. Um after that, we got into our first match of the main card of Fully Legal. Um, and it was a, originally scheduled to be a six-man tag, but things changed. We made well, it. Well, it was originally scheduled to be an eight-man tag. Eight-man tag. Then which we became a six-man tag, six, which became an eight-man back tag. Back to eight. Um, we had the team of Atiba, uh, Mercury Yaden, Damon Ace, and... Uh, Love Gun Joey Hendricks on one team versus uh, Pete the Heat, uh, Los Suavecitos, Danny Rose and Ricky G, and Enrique Legato uh, making a second appearance on the show. And this eight-man tag really uh, was uh, originally, you know, again, going back and forth with uh, the changes in this match. Um, but I would probably say one of the interesting highlights of this was the uh, American Outlaw making his presence known uh, with Mercury Yaden and Damon Ace uh, when he took the microphone out of my hands and decided to introduce Love Gun Joey Hendricks himself, uh, which, you know, is always great as an announcer when someone else wants to do your job for you. Uh but a very also interesting team dynamic between them. I, I mean, it's kind of a, a mix of people that you don't normally expect to see with each other, but made for a really entertaining match. Um, with that, though, you did have the team of Mercury Aiden, Damon Ace, and uh, Joey Hendricks abandon their partner in Atiba. Uh, and left him to eat the pinfall, uh, which allowed Pete the Heat 
Los Suavecitos and Enrique Delgado to get the win. Yeah. And, and, you know, to kind of give, so originally it was never announced, but originally planned to be Los Suavecitos and Cookies and Cream against Tag Dudes, which is Mercury and, and Curtis Cole, along with Atiba and Love Gun Joey Hendricks. Unfortunately, Curtis Cole injured and, and was not able to be down there. Um, and then Jay Garland, due to an illness, could not be part of the event either. And so people being eliminated on either side of the equation made it a six-man tag. However, uh, with Damon Ace being available, and he's someone who, who's we, – we've had opportunities to, to try to get him in in the past, and, and there was availability stuff, and so this time it worked out. And that opened up the door for another wrestler – to be part of the eight man tag team match. And that was a decision that was actually made, um, you know, not pretty much night of, and we wanted to see who game stepped day, up as and, I like and, to call it game day decision. Yeah, and, and we wanted to see who stepped up and who got to do it. And funny enough, it was Enrique Delgado who we, I don't I think we told the story worked the showcase back in August and was not originally booked for the showcase either was a fill in for somebody who not going to name names, but uh, forgot their gear and was not able to wrestle. And so Enrique was there. He had his gear because rule number one uh, was able to, to work a match was impressive, was brought back for an opportunity with VIP. Um, we had an idea or two of who could fill in for Jay Garland. And then upon seeing that match, we immediately decided, no, it's going to be Enrique. And so, Enrique earned that opportunity and, and was put into the eight-man tag, and you know he'll continue to be be with us in IZW. So um, again, just like Love Gun Joey Hendricks and, and some others, a product of the showcase that that we had back in August, and we're still seeing those Atiba same way, a product of the showcase mm-hmm. back in August, and and still seeing them, you know, to this day, and 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 they're all they're all booked in February too. Uh, after that, we had the first of our two inductions into the IZ. Hold on, let me say this right: uh, the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. That is a mouthful. Uh, but as announced for this show, we had two uh, new inductees for the Hall of Fame. Last year, the Hall of Fame was created and the Navajo Warrior fitting for NAV30 was the very first inductee into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. This year, we had two people inducted. The very first one inducted was LT Lawrence Tyler, um, who has really been with IZW from honestly the very beginning. Um, At this time, uh, as Greg and I introduced Lawrence Tyler, uh, the Hawaiian Lion came out and had a few words to share about Lawrence Tyler's influence and impact on his career, their greatest feuds within IZW, and so much more. Uh, LT kind of just sharing his gratitude with the fans there about IZW being a place for him uh, to grow. LT being someone who has trained many people throughout uh, the state of Arizona. Um, and a lot of people wouldn't have had the careers uh, that they've had if it wasn't for Lawrence Tyler, the ability to to work uh, and be trained uh, because of him. So a pretty poignant moment in the night with the first inductee into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, one of the first people I ever had a chance to work with as an announcer interviewer was Lawrence Tyler. And um 
a lot of things just kind of fall into place with who should induct who when it's not like, you know, a selection like you might see in a WWE Hall of Fame. But uh, Hawaiian Line actually asked me if he could do that. And so it just made sense. It made sense for, for them to, to have that induction together. And uh, it was just, just the perfect situation. And, and I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because I I was the one who, who talked to both of our inductees about being at the event and appearing and all that and very different reactions and because you just never know how to react to something like that. And, and uh, Lawrence, as I did over the phone and, and just to kind of hear that initial, you know, he had no idea why I was calling him. He had no idea why I want to mm-hmm. talk to him. And so when you hear, yeah, we want to induct him into the Hall of Fame, like it's just, you know, taking it back. Like, like uh, think, you know, in this world of pro wrestling where, you know, the, the phrase is that the business owes you nothing. And then when the business wants to give you something, it, it's sometimes shocking for a lot of people. And it definitely was, was for Lawrence, but a big part of IZW, a big part of the careers of many of the people wrestling on that night. Up next, we had the second of our three women's matches. Uh, Reagan Grimes made her IZW debut against Lilith Grimm, who pulled double duty, uh, as we saw her earlier in the VIP uh, event match. Uh, Reagan Grimes was someone, as you mentioned, and, and this was one of the first matches that was really announced, was uh, supposed to be at the previous show, uh, but due to some car issues, was not able to get there. Um, so this was a pretty big deal to finally have this match between Reagan and Lilith. Yeah, this is something that was supposed to be part of Nothing to Lose and and was not able to happen due to, to multiple issues and, and no one being at fault or anything like that, obviously, because here we are. We did it again, and it was important for both of them to bring this match to, to the fans. It's also important for both of them just to have the opportunity to perform and to be able to do that with them, to be able to put them out here uh, was great. And, and yeah, they both, they both delivered in a big way. Reagan Grimes is somebody who... Uh, Morgan knows very well, and, and she was a big part of her being part of this card and, and, and a part of nothing to lose as well when that was put together. So to finally bring that out, and of course you had, you know, uh, Lilith wanted to make sure that, that Jim Gemini had a front row seat after what she did earlier in the night and obviously, uh, you know, challenged her to a match in, in February. So things are not done there. Lilith picked up the win here, mm-hmm. um, kind of avenging the loss from earlier in the day, but yeah, there's still, still a lot to happen moving forward. Yes. Up next, we had a moment with uh, IZW uh, Commissioner Adrenaline and Assistant Commissioner Derek Montilla that you got a little bit involved in. Uh, Adrenaline came out and for a few months now has been asking about who's been hiring or who hired assistant commissioner, Derek Montilla, who's kind of been making his own decisions without her approval and authority. And a lot of this stems from the decision to add Mr. Classic as the special guest referee to the main event, uh, which was the IZW world heavyweight championship match, Thugnificent against EJ Sparks. Adrenaline was not having that and tried to reverse this decision. However, Derek came out really pleading his case with Mr. Classic alongside. Um, But, you know, Adrenaline had had enough. She had mentioned, you know, she had worked very hard in her role to be fair and equitable. But she's also going through life changes right now. She is pregnant with twins and she's going through 
really some big things in life that's made her really reevaluate her uh, availability for IZW. And ultimately, well, we found out who did hire Assistant Commissioner Derek Montia. And he happens to also be the co-host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And that's one unstoppable one kingpin uh, promoter, Greg DeMarco, in that. So when that was found out, Adrenaline formally resigned from her position as commissioner. And with that, the assistant commissioner got promoted to commissioner. So we now have a new IZW commissioner in Derek Montia. Uh, and again, a, a big transition. Adrenaline is a part of IZW history and was a very fitting person to become commissioner. But, you know, plans change, priorities change. And with that, you know, th- Adrenaline has never been one to uh, to take orders from anyone or to have anybody help her out. And so Derek Montilla was really getting under her skin and it just didn't seem like it was worth the fight anymore. So she resigned and we have a new commissioner. Greg, some thoughts on this, whatever you can share regarding this transition of, of power from Adrenaline to Derek. I mean, first off, who else could hire an assistant commissioner other than adrenaline or the guy who runs the company? Who else could really hire? Like, like no shit. I mean, that's but true. Yes. It's, it's, you know, she figured it out and, and, and assumed that it was me. No one ever told her that, that it was me. And, and, you know, didn't even ask why didn't even care for the reasons. It, it's very, you know, she's, she's very hotheaded. She's emotional. She runs on adrenaline. That's yep. her name. Derek was the other end of the spectrum. He was the business related. He, he saw things from ticket sale perspective and stuff like that. It was a good mix. They were yeah. good to have and for together. a while. They did seem to work together. It I was mean, starting it, to work. There wasn't yeah. a method to, to the madness. And let's be honest. It wasn't Derek who made Mr. Classic the guest referee. It was adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Derek might've convinced her to do that, but, and, and, you know, cause she was trying to ban Mr. Classic from the building. But and, and Derek had other ideas because of, of again, ticket sales. It's a business. He understands that. Um, I had no intention of making Derek Montilla the, the full-blown commissioner of IZW, but put on the spot in the moment, that's what we have to do. And now Derek's the commissioner. And, and as was even released today, Tuesday, when we're recording this on social media, um, he's, he's got some stuff on his hands already. And might have already made a title match for somebody just because he couldn't get out of a room and and was a little scared. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting road ahead for for Mr. Montia, who I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, He's been on these shows and and, and is a good friend. But at the same time, this is new and different for him. He has had opportunities in wrestling that that, uh, I gave him his first opportunity as, as a commentator. Um, back in 2016, and then he had some opportunities to manage and things like that. But this is new to him to play this role and to mm-hmm. be this. And now, it, it's it's blossomed into things I don't think he could have imagined. And well, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So good luck, buddy. You're gonna yes. need it because because the one thing that you know, while I may have hired an assistant commissioner for for adrenaline, um, I pe- people were busy during these events and there ain't nobody coming to rescue him. So. Yes. Well, I'm going to be starting to talk to Commissioner Montia about getting a raise, my own dressing room, all of the perks 
uh, that uh, I have on my writer. So just uh, know that that oh, and I've been explicit about this to others in the past. All raises are based as a percentage of your current pay. <laughs> Not not much. All right. So only up from here. Cool. Yes. Always shoot for the stars. Well, with that, we are going to be taking a quick commercial break. I'd I'd be your bigger best friend. Like, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I'm not great with numbers. So, you know, (laughs) half of zero is zero still. I don't, you know. Uh, but it's the perks. It's about the perks that I'm going to try and uh, you should. That's, uh, talk, that's the direction you got to go. Talk to yes. uh, Commissioner Montia about. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to get into the second half of the show. Starting off with a very big match with very big implications. We teased about it earlier regarding the debut of some you know, it's very specific faction. We're going to get into the weeds of that right after this commercial break. So go ahead, Greg. Let's go pay some bills. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShop.com. Our next match of the night was Gino Rivera versus Roman Roselle. 
Uh, I mean, Gino had a lot on his plate to deal with, with Roman Roselle, of course, uh, who is a collegiate athlete, uh, wrestled for Arizona State University, uh, for me, uh, a military veteran, um, and someone who is super highly keen and focused, a little bit more on the soft-spoken side compared to Gino Rivera, who is adamantly outrageous in his uh work uh someone who's a lot more flamboyant and showmanshipy in the ring uh but the looming concern over Gino Rivera's head that he could not shake off was Watson and that was adamant throughout the very beginning of the match where once they both came out Watson's music played we expected Watson to come out no Watson and so uh, that was already setting the tone for not knowing, I think, for Gino, not knowing what to expect. But to Gino's credit, he performed in that match just like he does every other match, a laser focus on his opponent, a laser focus on the fans, and really just trying to keep everything in the ring. However, later on in the match, again, Watson's music played. That provided the uh, distraction needed for Roman to get the pinfall on Gino. After the match, Gino, in all good, fair sportsmanship, which anyone knows Gino is not his style, put out his hand for Roman to shake, which he did, uh, which again is is something too with Roman uh, as someone who is uh, usually very aggressive in his style and his demeanor. I think does respect someone when, you know, they put the respect forward. However, right after that, Watson finally came out on his own time, as he stated, uh, and pretty much told the audience, well, everyone's been expecting Watson to say something about, you know, why he didn't shake Gino's hand, was wondering what was Watson thinking, what is happening with Watson. He said he doesn't know an explanation to anyone talking you know, about Gino, talking about pretty much Watson doing whatever he wanted to do. And with that, though, came the Calvary. And that was Light's camera faction with the sneak attack on Gino Rivera. And now it all made sense. What's happening, why it's happening, and Watson bringing the backup of Light's camera faction. They've been, again, early all over the West Coast. And now it's pretty synonymous to see Watson with Light's camera faction. And we have that officially now in IZW. And they all proved a point where they finally did something that is very hard to do with Gino Rivera, and that is to shut him up. This... I mean, this was a big deal, and and it was a big part of just a lot of stories that we're telling in in IZW. And again, um, could have brought lights, camera, faction in going back to February, and it just didn't make sense until now. And and it made sense where Watson was again. Watson did everything right. Watson lost his first match in IZW because of an attack from Jack Durango, and then lost to Mister Classic, one monster. Instead of going straight to a title shot, wanted to get his hands on Mr. Classic, put a title shot up in a ladder match, won that, and then lost. Lost his title opportunity. He was on top of the world. Then lost to Gino Rivera. And I think uh, initially Watson would have loved to get a rematch with Gino Rivera and not having that rematch, seeing that match go to Roman Rozelle. 
I think was kind of the final straw for him and, and realized, you know, doing things the right way isn't going to work for him. I was going to say, I don't know if even he wanted that rematch. I think after losing that match, the seeds were already planted. The mm-hmm. seeds were already planted where I think he didn't even want to do anything one-on-one. I think he was already waiting yeah, even if he had the match, I'm sure the the result would have been the same because um, they were coming no matter what, and and think that was yeah, obvious. Yeah, I, I think even that. But the fact that Gino Rivera was on the receiving end again, one thing that Lights Camera Faction have and Gino Rivera have in common is they like to run their mouths. The difference is Watson has the backup. And Gino, Gino Rivera is not. Gino doesn't. Gino is very much a lone ranger. Gino Rivera. You know, is is a one man show, which he's I mean, taking him further, proud like, of. Look at the, yeah. the the behavior he's taken since his first match in IZW. He's he's burned people. He he hasn't done anything to make any friends. He he's, he's he you know spit in the face of a legend, and and it, it's you know it, it's so much more, and you know that just led forward to where we are today. It's no wonder no one came out to save him. Like, like he, he had to take the brunt of that because that's the situation he's put himself into. And uh, he's still barking up that tree. If you saw, you know, he released a video and it's been released on our social media as well. I mean, he's, he's vowed to take on all four of them if he has to himself. So give him credit for stepping up. But but uh, sometimes guts and, and, and brains don't go together. And, and it couldn't, you know, we'll see. You know, yeah. he stepped and in Navajo Warrior, saw what happened to him. Now he's stepping to four people. Yeah. And as we now see, I mean, again, we've maybe people in Arizona have not witnessed this, but if you've been in Cali, if you've been in Vegas, you know, Lights Camera Faction never goes alone. And so where one member is, there's always going to be another one close by. And in this case, Lights Camera Faction came out in full force for Watson. So mm-hmm. that is the strength, the testament to the strength of Lights Camera Faction. And and really, you're not going to get any of these guys alone. No. And, and that's going to be an incredibly challenging part for Gino to have to face. Um, he will not be able to face Watson one-on-one ever again at this point. And no, so no. either, as you said, Gino will have to face these four guys by himself or he's going to have to make friends real quick. I'm not sure what's going to happen, uh, but as as we saw um, at Fully Legal, they got they got uh, one up on Gino. Um, and who knows? For some people, they say Gino. That's what karma happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that badly, ooh, I don't uh, know. That sometimes I, you don't I, have control over that. Sometimes, yes, you, especially when they're making a statement. That's their debut. Yeah, they won a six-man tag team match earlier in the night against an inexperienced trio, but that was three of the four. This was the four of them making their statement Mm -hmm. that Watson was with Lights, Camera, Faction here in IZW. And that's the thing about wrestling. Not everything goes from company to company, but here we are with Lights, Camera, Faction and IZW. The the other thing about this match was what it meant for Roman Roselle. He has never competed in a singles match in IZW. And mm-hmm. most of his career has been as a tag team wrestler. And for him to have the opportunity to go out there and, and get a victory against a prominent wrestler, not just in IZW, but in all the Southwest and Gino Rivera, that's big for him because 
you know, trying to go solo, everything he's had going on in his life in general, um, it, it all come to a head there. And this was a huge, huge night for Rowan Rozelle as well. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with him moving forward. He will be a monster and, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, with his renewed sense now and going solo, we'll, we'll see what happens for him. Up next, we have the fully legal tag team match where anything goes and falls count anywhere. The team of Final Destination, as they're now called, Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels versus the Tribe, the Hawaiian Lion and the Navajo Warrior. A lot of this, pretty much all of this was built off of the finale of Grand Prix at the last show. Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels have been a tag team for many, many years and a fan favorite. However, at the end of Grand Prix, we saw an attitude change in them where they were tired of feeling lesser than with all the other tag teams. As long as they've been around, it still seemed like they could never quite reach the pinnacle as a tag team uh, to the links of Hawaiian Lion and the Navajo Warrior. And they utilized that to leverage a win um, at, uh, at Grand Prix and made a statement in beating the Hawaiian Lion and the Navajo Warrior at Grand Prix. Um, and so that's why the stakes in this match were so high with anything goes in false count anywhere because neither of these teams wanted to be limited to a ring. Um, and when you get the Navajo Warrior and the Hawaiian Lion pissed off, bless you. God save your soul. Uh, but Charles Cassis and Evan Daniels did not seem bothered or threatened by this at all. No, I mean, the Hawaiian lion who laid down the challenge, and he's the hothead of the team, mm -hmm. basically said, you know, we don't care what kind of match it is. Yeah. You pick. We'll be there and because they wanted their revenge. And and so Final Destination, uh, which is a, a thing that's unique to IZW, as, as people try to continue to differentiate, they, they took advantage of it. They said, fine, we'll make sure there's essentially no rules. We can pin you wherever we want. We can beat you with anything we want. All of it, and that's exactly what it turned into. And they, no one has ever handled the tribe like Final Destination did on on that night. I think the the the, the manner in which they they took care of business, uh, they, they didn't make short work, but it wasn't long work either. Um, and and I'll be honest with you, as the guy who's responsible for a lot of what's going on out there. A little worried when a guardrail made its way to the ring, but... Uh, I was going to say, that's, I mean, at the end of it, Charles Cassis brought a guardrail to the ring. He did bring and, a guardrail to the ring, it, and it was a little demolish worried the tribe. that it might break, and, and we might be responsible for it, but uh, that didn't happen, and and what did break was the Hawaiian lion, and he able, was able to use the guardrail, pick up the victory, and they made their statement, and, and they, you know, yeah, they took advantage of the tribe, to, to get to where they are now and, and, and what they did at, at, at Grand Prix. But now they made their statement, you know, where the rules were even, the stakes were even, and they picked up the victory. And, and now yeah. it's the world's kind of theirs. I mean, it, it's them daring anybody to stop them. 
right before we got into intermission, we had a very special segment where where I was able to introduce two special guests to Fully Legal. These are world-class strong men. Yes, I said two. Uh, Two very elite strong men um, that were in the audience uh, and well-known, you know, throughout Arizona. Uh, The first one was powerlifter and professional strongman. He's uh, competed uh, multiple times in the World's Strongest Man competition, and he was the 2017 America's Strongest Man, Jerry Pritchett. Uh, with the boss Hog Marshal Zinn, who was a former combat engineer and uh, army veteran, a drill sergeant, uh, owner of Freak Animal Fitness. He's competed um, in the uh, official Strongman Games and also in the uh, Arnold Classic Africa. So two uh, incredibly strong big men coming out, welcoming and having a, a good time with the fans. However, the American outlaw made his appearance once again uh, with Mercury Yating, with Damon Ace, with Joey Hendricks to interrupt this moment for whatever compelling reason outside of just maybe pure jealousy, just outside of wanting the limelight. Um, But Jerry Pritchard and Boss Hog Marshall Zinn, well, they didn't take to that pretty kindly. And well, ended up doing a military press of, of Joey Hendricks and throwing him onto Damon Ace, Mercury Aiden, and the American uh, Outlaw. So, pretty quick work here, but uh, this this team of the American Outlaw, Mercury Aiden, Damon Ace, and, and Joey Hendricks is already starting to rub some people the wrong way. And with that too, Atiba was able to come out and kind of get some revenge on the team that was able that left him behind too, by kind of aligning himself with Jerry Pritchard and, and Marshall Zinn. Yeah, and and the ability to have Jerry and Marshall there, and, and for those of you who were at Monster in earlier this year in February of 2020, uh, Marshall was a surprise entrant in in Monster and, and played a role there, and uh, even had an opportunity to do same press slam to to Roman Rizal in that match and that relationship is one that I'm very excited about and most of you know about the Navajo Warrior and Morgan and them in the past year and they've taken up you know competing in the strongman competitions and that's kind of opened up these opportunities for us in IZW and to have those two there something that I was very excited about um had an opportunity to meet them both and 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 on multiple occasions and excited to continue to see what they can do here in IZW with us is something that's unique and different and, and something that, you know, wouldn't always fit anywhere, but definitely fits here in IZW. And Atiba, uh, is someone who's been very impressive to a lot of people and, you know, to have his, his, his partners turn their back on him uh, because he doesn't want to follow their cheating ways. And now here he is getting a little bit of measure of revenge. And yeah, when all these people are in the same building again in February, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Good luck, Derek. Good luck, Commissioner. Yes, good luck with that. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Uh, with After that, we had our second induction into the IZW Arizona Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame with Gabriel Gallo. Uh, he was inducted by his tag team partner, one half of the Keepers of the Faith, Don Vitale, who shared stories about uh, their experiences bouncing together at bars, in the ring, in the wrestling business, um, and really the impact that Gabriel Gallo 
Gallo have had in the state of Arizona. Gallo himself is a man of very few words when it came to his uh, speech, but someone who never has been much of the talker anyway. So uh, as someone who has been with IZW for years, also one of the trainers at the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center, who is now training a whole new generation of people and and has really for years, um, but is, is someone that has had such a lengthy history within IZW, made absolute sense uh, to have him inducted and be part of this Hall of Fame. Yeah, and and, and when, you know, I had the opportunity to obviously tell that to him as well, and and he was the first one to tell you that he didn't think he deserved it, like, like yeah. which is very interesting. Um, but he absolutely does. And you look at different people who are involved. You look at someone like Anna May, who, who served as the guest referee for the opening match. She was trained by both of our Hall of Fame inductees, which is something that very few people have an opportunity to even say, but just a tremendous impact both in the ring and outside of the ring. Um, the, the decision to have, you know, Dom there to do the induction was mine. And I think it was ob- an obvious choice and, and the way it should be. And, and much like the first induction, that's exactly what it was. It's, it's, it's the way it should be. They should be inducted. They're inducted the right way. And, and it's, it's an accolade that is very well deserved and, and one that needs to be documented and remembered forever because of the, the impact and, and the influence that's there uh, amongst, you know, a whole new generation of, of people in IZW throughout the state of Arizona and beyond. The making of training the next generation too, uh, of the wrestlers that Gallo has helped train were in the next match. It was a five person elimination match. Uh, Dallas King and MBW uh, were two of the competitors in this match, as well as Mike G, Derek Pizzitaro, and Graves. Uh, in this elimination style match. The last two guys in this ring, I believe Mike G was eliminated first, then MBW, then Dallas King, and that left Derek and Graves in the ring together. And what this, uh, uh, Greg, you did mention that uh, from this match, Graves ended up winning, you know, still undefeated within IZW. Um, and really with those final two, two men that you would look at their stature, their size and brutality and totally expect complete chaos. Um, but I think what really surprised me too, uh, especially towards the end, was how controlled this match was with Graves really locking in that armbar submission. Um, he's someone with, again, a, a jujitsu background that, um, you know, he loves to just beat people up, but he does it in a very strategic way. Um, and with that size and ability, he was able to really lock in that arm on Derek for the win. Yeah, he was able to lock that in on Derek. It, 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 he he picked his spots and, and he picked them well. Um, it was Dallas and, and MBW who took care of Mike G, and then uh, and then Derek was able to eliminate one person as well before Joe. And they were just they were just picking them off and and waiting until they had their opportunity to go one on one. And and you know Joe took advantage of of a spot there and and locked that armbar in. And the unfortunate aspect of it, and then we revealed this earlier today on Tuesday when we're recording it, is that as a result, Derek now has a torn rotator cuff and torn labrum, and is going to require surgery. So that that brutality that Joe Graves brings, and 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 he didn't do anything illegal, but that that you know 
he's now taking Derek out of action. And, and so Derek will be on the shelf for at least six months and, uh, we'll see, we'll see where it takes him from there. He's not done yet. Not by a long shot, he said, but yeah, he's definitely going to have some time off and, and some surgery and some recovery and, and probably some revenge on his mind on, on graves. But, um, again, it, it's, you know, he does remain undefeated. Nobody's been able to beat him and four different people in one match had the opportunity and still were not able to, not able to do that. So it's a very no. tough road ahead for anybody who stands across that ring from graves. You also mentioned uh, MBW and Dallas King. They are working, you know, within uh, other places, but also within ITW as well um, as a, a tag team. They faced uh, uh, Gabriel Gallo and Don Vitale in their very first IZW match together. And so they really were able to leverage that teamwork to eliminate Mike G, who's a veteran in and of itself. But then again, having Derek and Graves left in that match was a tall order for the two of them to try uh, and face no matter how good they've been trained. Um, it just was the pure strength and size and really determination. It really did feel like Derek and, and Graves wanted to be the final two and they were going to eliminate everyone else to make sure that that happened. Um, but it's, the, it's brutal. It is brutal. Joe Graves is a scary, scary, scary dude. Period. And and proved it. Proved why. Proved and, it. And basically, it, it's almost like it was his decision. You know, he decided right? that it was going to be him Again. and Derek in the end. And it was. Um, yes. It's just, you know, it was his world. The other four were living in it. And he made sure everybody knew that by the end of that match. Scary dude. And now this guy, you know, Derek's out with a torn rotator cuff. May also, not to say like intentionally Joe's decision, but also not not his decision. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, possibly. I mean, very few people in IZW are bigger than Graves. Derek is. And mm-hmm. and, and Graves was able to, to isolate that. And, you know, I don't think his intention was to put him out of action, but... You know, it, it's not quite as serious as, as, as the Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. But if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. That's the dangers of stepping into the ring with Graves. Period. <laughs> uh, our semi-main event uh, was the strap match. Talking about feuds, talking about things brewing for quite some time. The strap match between Bryn, Thorne, and Morgan. This has been a year-long feud really um and one in which Bryn has been very adamant that she is the present and future of arizona women's wrestling and anyone who need, wants that title has always had to go through morgan and morgan is the type of person she supports women she wants to help women grow but Bryn went about it in all of the wrong ways to the point where morgan got so upset and so pissed off where she took a, a chapter uh, out of a, a book we've seen before and called on the strap match, which is really one of the most brutal matches that you could have. Um, because in this match, you are tied to a strap with your opponent on the other end and using that strap to inflict as much pain as possible with that um but you know Bryn Thorne with even though being somewhat newer in the business she's had now enough experience and has wrestled in enough places to 
you put that to her advantage and she called Morgan's card out, pinning her and winning this match. Yeah, Brynn made her first appearance in IZW a year ago in, at NAV 30, attacking Morgan. And as the person who is um, responsible for, for you know booking wrestlers and, and building these things out, I can tell you that was not pleased that she had to show up that way and, and might have been questioning why she was never invited into IZW and, and, and why that and, and decided that this is the place she wants to be. If you want to make your name, uh, this is where you want to do it. And she did. And, you know, questionable methods maybe. But here we are a year later. She won. She, she won the strap match. She proved her point. And she's now fully entrenched as, as a huge part of IZW. And so... You know, she got what she wanted, and and now she's here, and and now she's got the clear road ahead for her, and and we'll see what's next. But, um, you know, she won out in the end, and and it was a rough night for Morgan, and Morgan wanted revenge, and she may have been able to exact some physically, but at the end of that match, it was Bernie had her hand raised. Yeah. And we talked a little bit earlier about the growing uh, IZW women's division. This truly, you know, cements Morgan as the top of that division. You know, we don't have rankings. We don't have anything in place. But I think the statement of beating Morgan in a strap match clearly puts her a cut above the rest. And I think that's where she intends to stay. And that's where the, the place that she wants to keep um, with that. And again, I think Morgan would have easily wanted her to have that position in the first place if Bryn went around about it in the more professional manner. But yeah, Bryn, she's, yeah. she's not one to ask. She's yes. one to take. And she took. She took. You can't, you can't vault. She took. This leads us to our main event for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship EJ Sparks, a number one contender for the title, faced champion Thugnificent with Mr. Classic as the special referee. Uh, now, the concerns that I think a lot of people had about Mr. Classic being the referee at the beginning of this match were pretty well founded. As it was very soon after the match started, you could see the leanings that Mr. Classic had towards EJ Sparks. His counting style was very different between the two competitors. Um, and uh, it was very clear that he wanted EJ Sparks to win the title with possibly in mind thinking that he would be next up in line. But I also do want to make a note too about really announcing this main event uh, because this was something that I have announced for both uh, individuals before, um, but this one felt different. And, and and we've talked about this as well, but the change in demeanor that we've seen in Thugnificent since, be, he, since he has become IZW World Heavyweight Champion. He is still the same Thugnificent that we know and love, but his demeanor, his entrance has changed. The way that I announced him changed. I could feel something different in him where, you know, I really wanted to make sure this had this big fight feel and really fed off of his energy as well as EJ Sparks energy, but primarily Thugnificent's energy when announcing them. And I think that Thugnificent is at a whole different level. He is still the thug that I think fans love that, you know, his 
gratitude, but also his fighting spirit has grown um, as IZW world heavyweight champion. And he is someone in this match in particular had a lot of respect for EJ Sparks, but came in fiercely ready to defend his championship against someone that he considered a friend uh, and, and still does. And with the kind of the looming unsureness of Mr. Classic, I think that made it such a, a much more unpredictable match to prepare for. Um, but as I mentioned, quickly, you saw where the inklings of where Mr. Classic was leaning towards to the point where both EJ Sparks and Thugnificent noticed that and called Mr. Classic out on that. And eventually was getting so agitated with Mr. Classic on how he was officiating this match that Thugnificent took pretty much both Thugnificent and EJ Sparks took it upon themselves to put their hands on the referee during the middle of the match and call him out on it and made an offer to him that if he called the match down the line, he would get a title shot against whoever won the match. And that instantly changed Mr. Classic's demeanor. From there, he realized it's a win-win situation for him, no matter who ends up getting that title. And then we saw to see a little bit more kind of fairer officiating from that point on um in in the match but i want to before we get into kind of the ending of that i want to get your thoughts on kind of that from the beginning to that point of the match well it's mr classic and ej sparks having already been announced as one of the matches at monster i think that was his motivation he knew if master if ej sparks wins this could likely become a championship opportunity for him and and that really put thugnificent in a tough spot and for Thugnificent to step up and say, call it down the middle and, and, you know, you'll get a shot at either of us. You got to give EJ Sparks a ton of credit because he had the advantage mm-hmm. at that point. Like yeah. he had a referee bias in his favor, but he doesn't want to beat anybody that way, let alone his yeah. own tag team partner and friend. And that's the thing. Usually in wrestling, when partners in a situation like this, what happens? One of them turns on the other. Like, that's just what happens in wrestling. And that's not what happens here. Like you said, they still have a ton of respect for it. They're still tag team partners. They're still the regulators. It, it's it's you know, the EJ, undefeated up until this match, earned the opportunity to be number one contender in a match. It's not like he challenged him. It's not like he did anything. And it was Thugnificent who said, you're the number one contender. I'm the champion. We're going to do this. Like, this is what mm-hmm. you deserve. And and for his friend, that's what he wanted. And, and he gave him that opportunity. And for Mr. Classic, it, it was, you know, being in the position to be the referee, he believed he should be there all along. It was yeah. Watson's challenge that took him out of Monster to even win the championship because he lost a ladder match. It was Watson who got the championship opportunity and lost. And, and Mr. Classic, I mean, look what that put him through. He fired his manager over all of this. He, he's attacking people. He attacked EJ Sparks twice. Because EJ Sparks was the number one contender. He, the moment EJ became the number one contender, Mr. Classic attacked him. He then, when, when chaos ensued at Grand Prix with everything that, that Final Destination was doing, Mr. Classic decided to attack EJ Sparks again and hit him with a chair on the floor and take him out of that match, leaving Thugnificent uh, to, to perish at the hands of Final Destination. Like He ha- has been, but it, his motivation has obviously been the championship. Because once he was given that opportunity, best ref possible. Mm-hmm. And and called that thing down the middle so that we could have a, a, a squared away winner. Um, and that's exactly what we had. Yes. So Thugnificent successfully retained 
and is still your IZW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, shortly after the match, Mr. Classic, as the referee, handed over the championship to Thugnificent. However, all bets once are off. That, that match point. was over. All bets are off. He, he did what he said uh, he was going to do. He called them a deal was a deal, and now he ended up cashing in uh, to some extent, not necessarily you know money in the bank type of thing, but just you know. Uh, spinning it to his advantage attacking thugnificent um and uh you know ej trying to help out but he's exhausted after you know going through a full match with thugnificent then we see final destination coming out attacking thugnificent but then we also see the tribe coming out as well um, to help out so chaos ensuing really after this match really leading to what we may see at Monster, which was a melee of people from the back just kind of coming in um, all in defense and also, you know, trying to take advantage of the situation. Uh, Ultimately, uh, Thugnificent still tall with the Navajo warrior in the ring and Thugnificent taking a few moments to acknowledge and honor the Navajo warrior for all of the work and contribution he's done for IZW for the faith that the Navajo warrior has put in him um, as champion. And again, the demeanor and tone of Thugnificent has evolved. Change is one word, but evolved is really the term that I think is best suited to describe him. Um, And really the belief that the Navajo warrior Someone like the Navajo Warrior and everyone in the back has regarding younger talent, uh, talent that is now new, the new, the, the new chapter, the next level of IZW. Uh, and I think that was a huge theme of the night, acknowledging 21 years of IZW history with people still involved at the company, but also realizing there's another hopefully 21 more years ahead. Yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot, you know, when this card was put together, I think there were a lot of people who assumed that the the tribes match was going to close the night. There were a lot of people that assumed the strap match would close the night uh, because these people were such entrenched apart in the history of IZW. But it was always going to be these younger stars, and and make no mistake about it, the match was EJ Sparks versus Thugnificent, but all three main evented this show. Mr. Classic was part of that match. He's part of the promotion. He's part of everything. Like he's is from from a wrestling standpoint, he's he's part of that match. He's part of the the main event. He he main evented, you know, the twenty first anniversary show of IZW, just like Thugnificent, just like EJ Sparks. Um and and that's no mistake. It, it's it's done with intention to put those three in that role, in that position, because we have the faith in them to do that, and they deserve it. They, they've they're carrying the torch, they're carrying the banner. It's proven that if the veterans went away, whether age, injury, whatever it might be, IZW is in tremendous hands. Yeah. And and you know I say that selfishly, but it's it's in the best hands possible right now, and I couldn't be happier with that situation. And, and Thugnificent, you know, again. Tremendous spotlight on him as the world heavyweight champion. Um, and when it came down to, to decide who was going to be the world heavyweight champion, we knew it was going to be somebody who was younger, somebody who was now. And and of the choices we had, he was the one. And he's proving that that he deserves that and then some with his title defenses, but with his demeanor, like you said, with the way he's carrying himself. And with what he said at the end, he was 
waving the flag and carrying the flag for IZW today and in the future and also showing that respect to the path and those that paved the way. Um, also forced me to get in the ring, but he also did, you know, do what he needed to do. And, and there's a great highlight video for this show that's out there on our social media. There's a great shot where uh, after that melee, Navajo Warrior is handing Thugnificent his IZW World Heavyweight Championship, and it's very appropriate and, and very, uh, very telling. And 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 there's a lot of layers to to a shot like that, which you can't plan that kind of stuff. It just happens, and it's perfect. And and that was uh, just a great moment in time and a great snapshot in time, and one that is going to mean a lot to a lot of people for a really really long time. Yes. However, there was some additional closing moments in the show, and that was between you and the Navajo Warrior, and both of you really reflecting on bringing back IZW uh, just, you know, within uh, over a year ago, and now being able to celebrate 21 years, you guys were able to do a uh, soda uh, cheers in the middle of the ring, uh, Stone Cold style. And tell me a little bit about that, uh, that moment of sitting down in the middle of the ring with a Navajo warrior, having a toast to 21 years of IZW. Well, it's, it's, it was very important to me. Um, I, one of the things that we've become famous for is, uh, you know, giving people just enough information to, to get by. And, and so he, he knew that, you know, Thugnificent would be there at the end and then, uh, and then he would bow out for the Navajo warrior. He had no idea anything else that was going to happen, uh, which we've done to him before and will happen again. And we've done it to Thugnificent. We've done it to plenty of people, but, um, the opportunity to share kind of how this came together and, and make sure that everyone saw the appreciation and the love that we have for them and why it was so important for us to bring back IZW because this thing almost didn't happen. This was never a plan until it was, right? This was never a plan even after the reunion show. Everybody wanted it and, and it was not a plan and then it was just undeniable and, and couldn't, couldn't not happen. And, and so the opportunity to do that and share that with everybody was great. Um, I can tell you that what you saw was only half of what was supposed to happen. Because um, after the celebration, then it was only going to be appropriate for uh, for the Navajo Warrior to have an opportunity to say a few things. But music started playing, and, and so the night was over. But it worked out. He and I joked afterwards and, and, and talked about it afterwards. And I told him, yeah, actually, here's what was supposed to happen after that. But he was very happy with how it went down, and, and we're all very happy. And IZW is... Uh, you know, 21 years young and, and here to stay. And we had a lot of fun with it at the end, you know, and, and, and things just kind of happen and build one upon the other, you know, we're gonna have a toast in the ring. And so, and, and, you know, joked, well, what if we had two? And well, when you have two, it always goes like this and, and just go out and have fun with it. And, and that's really, you know, what it was about and give the people something that they've seen a million times in the past. And they associate with a great time and use that to celebrate the history and, and, and tradition of IZW. And again, just being unique and setting apart and, and being something that uh, it's just not duplicated and replicated anywhere else. And, and most wrestling companies should be that way. They should be unique and, and, 
and something you could only see there. Uh, you know, everybody else in the state should be that way. You should see things in, in, in PCW Arizona that you don't see in IZW, that you wouldn't see in AWF, that you wouldn't see at a Lucha show. Like it should be like that. And, and we're doing our part. And I know some of those are doing their part too. And that's very important to, to me and very important to us as a whole, you know, the, the quote unquote good guys as we call ourselves. So that's really taking us into the future now and something that I'm very excited for. Um, this is probably the third straight event where I, a fourth straight event where I did way more than I intended to do. And, and hopefully in monster, I won't have to, but I'm sure something will come up, but yeah, very, very excited about how it ended and, and very, very excited about the launching point that it is for the future. A big thank you to all of the fans who attended Fully Legal. Again, it's such a milestone in the promotion's life. And as we joked, hopefully 21 more years to go with IZW. And to have the fans there to celebrate in a new venue with all these amazing sponsors, with amazing wrestlers and crew and team, referees, uh, you know, the announced team, everybody. Uh, it was just such a, a fantastic moment in time to be able to celebrate the past present and future of a promotion that means so much to so many people. So a huge, huge thank you to all of the fans there uh, and who support IZW, whether you follow IZW on social media, have purchased a t-shirt, have supported the wrestlers on the show, um, who have shared social media posts, Support comes in many different ways. It's not always financial. It just comes in the ability of believing in an organization and a promotion and supporting the people who are part of it. And it, it, we've joked and talked about the IZW family being the fan base for it, but that is truly because it is such a close group of people and people who support um, the wrestlers and the independent wrestling scene in Arizona. Um, we very much hope to see you on Saturday, February 26th at Monster at Scottsdale Studios, kicking off the 2022 year of IZW. As we talked about already, this year's Monster had implications throughout the entire year. So Monster helps set the tone for the upcoming year, and it's an event you do not want to miss. Uh, Greg, remind our listeners as to where they can find information on Monster and follow IZW on social media. Before I, I, I do that, because it'd be weird if I didn't brought it up later, I echo a lot of what you're talking about. And, and with the IZW family, it's so important to understand we talked at the end of the event how this happened, right? And, and how uh, Steve and I brought back IZW, but we didn't bring back IZW. It is the IZW family that brought it back. The reaction to the reunion show, uh, just the reaction to when it was announced and, and mm -hmm. people begging us to bring it back. And, and, and again, I didn't put on the reunion show. I didn't promote that event. I was, I produced it, but it, it just, I was part of those initially people were like, you got to bring it back. You got to bring it back. And, and it just, it, it wasn't anything I could do. It wasn't anything Steve could do. It was only something that we could do. And, and that's why it is where it is today. But if they didn't demand it, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, we literally, you remember at the first monster in 2020, which was the first sellout 
of, of an IZW event. And, and when Watson cut his promo at the end and he's talking about the match in May and he accidentally said March and, and the fans were chanting, we want March. Like they would go more if we did it more. Um, and that's why monster 2022 is so important because monster is such an important event in IZW and, and such an important event to me. And what's crazy is that it was never supposed to be just like the reunion show was never supposed to ignite the return of IZW. And we were never supposed to be celebrating 21 years mm-hmm. or maybe we were, and we just didn't know it. That's probably more, more accurate, but I still remember at the end of monster, you know, Morgan, Michelle come up to me and saying, this was it. This was the one. And it wasn't supposed to be the one, but mm-hmm. that's just the thing about life. Sometimes it, it, it's, it's realizing when something is, is things don't go as you expected them to, but that's a good thing. And that's really yeah. what monster was in 2020. Um, and, and now it's going, you know, it was that in 2021 and it's going to be that in 2022. And so the event that I honestly just did a, to get from one spot to another from point A to point B with Grand Prix was going to be the, the major event every year. Um, it monster has a life of its own now and, and it truly is a monster. And I wasn't even going to be the name uh, and, and stumbled upon that as the name. And here we are. Um, and it truly is, is one. And now it's our, it's our tent pole. It, it's, you know, we only run four to six events a year. It's hard to say this is our WrestleMania, but that's a very cliche thing in wrestling, but that's the best way to describe it. And, and that's what it is. And so we will be putting on the, that event in, in February and I'm very excited about it. And it means the world to me, um, to, to put that event on and make sure that it delivers in a very big way. And I can guarantee you it will. Um, I just, just knowing what's, what's on paper and, and knowing what's in my brain, um, which is a dangerous place to be sometimes, um, it is going to deliver in, in, in a lot of ways. And I'm very, very excited for that. So yeah, go to IZWWrestling.com. The ticket links are, are always there at IZWWrestlingAZ on social media. You know, if you follow myself, if you follow Miranda, we're sharing all that stuff as well. So you'll see it that way too, but grab a ticket. We've got a little bit, we've got a few of the front row VIP left. Again, if we were in the Sun Studios, we wouldn't. That would be all gone by this point. But because we're in a bigger facility, we have a little more ringside room. We have more front row seats. So take advantage. You missed the Black Friday deal. Okay. It, it's over now when, when you're listening to this. Actually, it's Wednesday afternoon. You still have a little bit of time left before, before the sale ends. Sale ends at midnight tonight. So, um, you save money and you're entered for an opportunity to win, uh, one of two free t-shirts. So. Get out there and take advantage of that. And, and because it's the, the only opportunity, this is going to be the cheapest you can get front row VIP seats. So take advantage of it while you still can. Um, because then it, it's, it's going to be all general admission after that. And VIP is always a big deal. Uh, no VIP matches have been announced yet, but, um, you guys are going to be excited about it when, when you see them. So especially the VIP main event. So it's, it's one that, that, you know, would deserve to be on, on the quote unquote main card and that sort of thing. So just like it always is. VIP is no joke, and, and this will be the same as as we continue to build towards uh, build towards Monster. So it's going to be a fun one, and you guys don't want to miss it. Yes. 
Thank you all to listening to this special edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, I've, again, we talked about how much we love doing these episodes because of how much IZW means to both of us, but also just how much we love and support independent wrestling. So make sure you support independent wrestling near you. If you are not able to come to an IZW event, but you still want to support IZW, go ahead and follow us on social media, or you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt today. You can also follow myself and Greg. You can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter, but you can follow Greg on Twitter at chair shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the chair shot as well uh, on uh, at chair shot media at on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to the hashtag Miranda show and others podcasts from the chair shot radio network are available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Google play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. And of course it's available at our home at thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Thank you all so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts on the show by reaching out to us on social media. Again, IZW presents Monsters Saturday, February 20... Oh gosh, why am I... It's late when we're recording this... Uh, 26. I kept wanting to say 29th. February 26th. That doesn't even exist. 2022. In 2022. Well, who knows? That's 2022's problem, not 2021's problem. Uh, But we hope to see you at Monster. And we hope that you get to join us again on another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. With that, I'm Miranda Morales. He's Greg DeMarco. Do not forget to always keep it soft style. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.